Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Jeff Duncan. Uh, as much as this year, this year's Saint season is a little bit frustrating. Um, I, I guess, you know, we're going to have to find our path, you know, our path forward, you know, who's going to be the quarterback of the future and we, you know, solving the receiver, uh, issue and making mistakes. The, the team's still trying to find itself. And I think Jeff does such a good job of helping us zero in on what to look out for. And, uh, you know, I, I always say this, that when the saints are winning, I can't get enough saints news when they're losing, I can't get far enough away from them. But as we get to the end of the se- end of the week, we can you know start to look forward to uh, this next Sunday and the game that we're going to have, and hopefully they'll do better. But anyway, let's shift gears now. I want to I want to welcome uh, my guest to the to show now, Ron Jenkins, who's the installation energy manager for Naval Construction Battalion Center, the CB base here in Gulfport. How you doing, Brian? Doing great. Thank you. Good. Look, I, scared, I said Brian. I meant Ron. Sorry. Ryan Lamar, uh, who is our public affairs guy from, from the CB base, is, has done a great job over the course of the last two years working with us at Coastview, me and Kyle and Cammie, to make sure we continue to focus on the, the, the kind of contributions that are being made, not only on the base, but that, that are so significant that are getting national attention. And I'll, I'll, lead, I'll come to that in just a second. But uh, but I really appreciate Brian Lamar. He's been a great friend and a good partner for us, um, representing the CB base, doing such a good job. Um, we're going to get into why we have you on the show today, Ron, here in just a second. But tell me real quick about what the uh, installation energy manager is all about. All right. Well, thank you for for having me in another beautiful day in South Mississippi, uh, a day that's actually friendly to our energy system here. You know, it's 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 not too hot. It's not too cool. And the humidity is down. But uh, so the installation energy manager, if you think everything utilities, um, specifically power, water, and we use natural gas. So I'm I'm in charge of uh, the infrastructure that supports that to keep the lights on, to keep the ACs running, keep the water flowing and uh, things of that nature. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, um, Brian, in the story that he wrote about your recent award, the improvements that you've made in all of those areas is just incredible. And uh, let me let me just say this, that f- for you to get uh, a, a top energy award from the Secretary of the Navy, one of two for small, small installations, has to be a great day for you and your team. Yeah, we were we were thrilled and honored and, and actually a little bit surprised that uh, we got the award and it was announced uh, back in October on a Friday when I, you know when you're going out the door you sometimes you're not getting the best news you know at, during the workday but it was a nice surprise before a weekend and uh, it's an annual award that the Secretary of Navy gives out uh, that recognizes excellence in the areas of energy security technology program management and efficiency and so you know that this was across uh, 71 naval installations around the world 
Yeah, it's really cool. Actually, the other one was the Marine Corps Logistics Base in Albany, New York. So uh, the CB base here in Gulfport, along with the Logistics Base in Albany, New York, were the two recognized by the Secretary of Navy for these energy awards. The other thing it, it, it recognizes for, in addition to what you just mentioned, is innovation. You know, you've got to have you know you've got to have a team that's really focused on improving, and in your case, very significant improvements in energy usage and the way you deploy the technologies and all of that. But it is a real team effort, isn't it? it exactly. And so, uh, you know, I've only been in this position uh, thir 13, 14 months and, and obviously can't, can't, take, can't take much of the credit because the culture at this installation has been around for quite some time. And the investments and improvements that they've made into our energy system uh, go way back, way back before me. And um, uh, it's nice to nice to be the person in the seat when you when you get that award. But uh, the uh, congratulations and all that stuff goes to our CB community. Yeah, I mean, what's what's interesting to me, and I'm a former operations guy at uh, a newspaper, and for you know a news of you know the old days the newspaper you know we had printing presses and and we were using some of the latest technology as it related to that and then the, the pre-press area lots of technology lots of computer systems uh, as it related to sort of the efficiency of the building we dealt with you know heat exchangers and all the stuff that had to go with that uh, generator gen, generator power with diesel and I mean you know the, the wide range of stuff that you would have to do to to run a full-fledged manufacturing operation and uh, you know when I look at technology is really if you look just in the say the past 10 years technology has really enabled you in ways I mean for example the way you're deploying diesel generation de, uh, uh, generators you know combined with solar power you know 10 years ago, we weren't even thinking about that. I mean, I know it was part of the conversation in this area of, uh, of, of energy, but the fact that you're deploying it now in a pretty pretty aggressive way, is uh, it's, it's just moving pretty quick, isn't it? It sure is. And, um, oh, talk about technology and innovation. So, you know, I think part that helped us win this award this year is we installed a uh, what's called a microgrid. And so a microgrid... Uh, gives us um, the ability to do large-scale backup generation, yes, through diesel generators, um, energy-efficient ones at that, and it does tie into photovoltaic, you know, a PV or solar arrays, so we get renewable energy into that. Uh, so we designed a, um, a footprint that takes a lot of our key operational facilities and so all, you know, which is a good portion of the base, it's about uh, half the load of the base, about three megawatts. And uh, so now we have the ability, um, say, of a hurricane landfall, you know, we can turn on that microgrid, come off the grid in case we lose power, continue operations, continue to communicate, uh, make us more efficient or fast to support the community, you know, if we have a natural disaster and that sort of thing. But uh, this was a state-of-the-art system that was installed by Mississippi Power, and um, you know I, I'm being told it's there's very far few between these type systems in the world. We have one right here on the CB base. That's 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 really cool. I, I have had. Uh numerous representatives from Mississippi Power on this show many times. And there are strategic work on deploying technologies that help, you know, efficiency to help in, in disaster recovery scenarios and 
um, you know, the ability to, to have all these backup plans and grid systems, et cetera. They've gone into great detail about all that. If you think about it, so it's not just in power, but, you know, you guys are focused on uh, petroleum consumption. You're, t- you're focused on water consumption. Tell me more about sort of the wide range of issues that are involved in your sphere of influence. Sure. So there's so there's there's really three pillars to Navy energy security. And so what you kind of touched on uh, represents efficiency. So, you know, whether we're using fuel, consuming water, consuming power, we want to make sure that's done in an efficient manner. Where the Navy has changed recently is they they've added these other two pillars. And I can explain them, I think, in layman's terms. The, the second one is called reliability. So reliability is, you know, is everything that you expect to be working when you walk in the door on a normal day? Are your lights on? Is your AC on? Does the water flow? So things like that. Reliability is how do your systems uh, operate under normal conditions? The third one third pillar, which uh, is is gained a huge amount of importance, is called resiliency. And so resiliency is how do your systems operate, backup generation, all those other things, under abnormal conditions. And so, um, you know, we, we, get a, we get a lot of these, uh, well, we've had quite a few hurricane landfalls you know, in the recent recent years that test our ability to, to do backup uh, generation exercises. But so when we, let me just touch base on when we commissioned and started up our microgrid, we saw an opportunity, and this is a requirement throughout all DOD installations, is to do what's called a black start exercise. You go, what in the world is that? So that's essentially pulling the plug to your base. So we deliberately shut off power to the entire base. We got to see in real time our microgrid work and operate. And then we tested our ability to communicate. Could we still communicate? Could we still carry on the mission? Um, we evaluated our you know, infrastructure to try to find you know, gaps in our system where we could put some uh, process improvements in place. And uh, so this exercise we did, it took a lot of planning, and uh, we were the first uh, naval installation to do that out of those 71 I talked about. So we were really proud of that, and, and uh, we had a lot of, lot of eyes, you know, from our higher chains of command, you know, watching us and uh, seeing how we did it. Well, I mean, it's a, if think of it, we've talked about this before, but think of the Naval uh, Construction Battalion Center, the CB base, as being literally a city. And uh, think about the critical mission work that you're doing with uh, with literally people deployed all over the United States, all over the world, actually, and uh, and the work that you do and how important it is. It's important to have these backup systems in place. It's important to have an emergency operation plan where you understand where some of the vulnerabilities can be so that you can make sure you've got backup and redundancy in those places. That's a lot of the world that I came from in the, in the newspaper business. Hey, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Ron Jenkins, who's the installation energy manager at the CB base. I actually am curious about where did he come from? And he settled here in coastal Mississippi. I want to talk a little bit about his story. We'll see you after this break. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. I love spending time with people who are involved in um, the military. Uh, the military, the influence they have here in coastal Mississippi, you think about the CV base, you think about what's going on over at Stennis, you think about, you think about, uh, uh, of course, Keesler and the Air Force Base and the work that they've done, the National Guard, you think about, you know, the work, I mean, look, every single aspect of the military is playing out here in coastal Mississippi. So it's not just the active duty that makes uh, such a, a, a big impact, but you have a lot of retirees that have that have either retired here and maintained their retirement status or some that have just retired and gone on to contribute in other ways. So, you know, I, I just love having conversations with them because the, the military community has just absolutely made such a dramatic impact to coastal Mississippi in so many different ways. We're able to import so, so much talent here. We're able to insert, insert so much uh, leadership, both in the community and both in business and you know, it's still at some of these bases for sure. You grew up in Tallahassee, uh, Ron, and uh, tell me about that. And, and how did you choose to, to go the, the path that you took? So I, um, you know, so I, yes, I grew up in Tallahassee, Florida, and I, I was studying civil engineering at Florida State University and um, really don't, didn't come from a family with, you know, much military service. Um, and so when I was getting about a year out, I saw what my college graduates were, you know, type of jobs they were getting and things of that nature. And um, all it took, though, was a, a uh, uh, an article or an ad on the wall that a Navy recruiter was coming. And so, um, you know, I got excited and um, that's how it happened, you know, and I came home one day and told my parents that I just joined the Navy, you know, and that happens everywhere. <laughs> but, you know, and the looks on their face probably represent the looks on many parents' faces when they find out their children do that. But, you know, it's, it's kind of outside of our, you know, it's kind of outside of the, the usual plan, uh, you know, in our family. But um, that was in 1996 and um, went through officer candidate school in Pensacola and um, served like the Navy advertises all around the world. Wow, that's so cool. And so you retired, what, what year did you retire? I, I retired uh, at the beginning of uh, 2020, so January of 2020. Um, I did my first tour in, uh, in Gulfport as a lieutenant in 2003. So that was, you know, uh, it was my first introduction to a CB battalion and, and made several deployments you know, overseas during that time frame. And um, in 2005, we all knew what happened. And then matter of fact, on, you know, that, that late day in August when Katrina made landfall, we were flying back from, from overseas deployment. And um, I took a big loss like a lot of folks did with our house. Uh, my in-laws came to help us rebuild uh, we were we actually got orders out of here pretty quickly because I had nowhere to live, but um, my in-laws came and 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 helped rebuild that house. It was in it's in Long Beach, not far from the water, and uh, they fell in love with the area and moved into that house. So fast forward, you know, another 15 years or so, I, I was last stationed in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and um, we had orders to go to Washington D.C. We're having some health issues with our parents and we loved, you know, the coast here. And I asked, you know, Navy, please, is there an, is there a position 
open in Gulfport where I could come back. I, I need to retire for family reasons. And, and luckily they said yes. And uh, so that happened. And that's why we're here today. That's so cool. And your wife's an entrepreneur. She has a, a, a business called The Threaded Cork in, um, in Biloxi. And it's got to be exciting to see her with her business and you sort of settled in there. Um, yeah, how's she doing? She's doing wonderful. And um, so she's been in retail her whole career and kind of, you know, managing, changing jobs as I change jobs. And uh, she's been working. Uh, she wanted to work for herself and that opportunity presented itself. So we're kind of spread out. We have uh, we live in past Christian, Mississippi. Uh, we still have that house that our in-laws live in Long Beach. I work in Gulfport, and she owns a business in Biloxi. So, you know, th that probably wouldn't have happened. You know, you'd never know if uh, Hurricane Katrina didn't happen. You kind of make a good out of, you know, you know, a catastrophe, and that's that's how we ended up here. Well, you know, as we as we've learned, sort of on a on a macro level, Mississippi just in general has a great reputation. Uh, in terms of veteran affairs, and, and so many people choose to make this home who are not from here. In your case, you were from Tallahassee. You've been all over the world. You've had the opportunity to have a great perspective on that, but you still picked here as the place to settle down. And so many people like you have done that. I mean, it's uh, it's really remarkable, really, you think about the number of people who've come here or passed through here who ultimately choose this place as their permanent home, isn't it? It, it is. And again, it, it's, it's a lot of that is your first impression and um as a, a young lieutenant again moving into that house in long beach um a neighbor brought us an apple pie and uh that has lasted a lifetime that just that you know act of generosity you know the uh, from a neighbor moving in and i never got that experience anywhere else uh, yeah, here I've heard that so many times. There's something in the heart and soul of coastal Mississippians, and it conveys itself to people like you. But look, we're at the end of our time together. Ron Jenkins, installation energy manager for the CV base. It's been a pleasure to, to get your great spokesman, incidentally, and uh, send our regards to your wife and hope things are going well for her. And congratulations on your recent award. We, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. And thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Uh, have a great day and we will uh, see you on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.